Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I've got a great guest today. Her name is Francisca. She's with Basic Bananas. They're a small business marketing training agency. Been around for about eight years, and we're going to look at, well, what are the key things that um, that Francisca has noticed that small businesses need to do to uh, to hike up and improve their marketing? So, hello, Francisca. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Robert. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's good. So, look, I can tell immediately that you <laughs> are from somewhere in Europe. What do you mean? I can tell. So I don't have an accent. You know, it's always <laughs> funny when people say, you've got an accent. I'm like, no, I don't have an accent. <laughs> well, it's the rest of us that do, is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, so right. yeah, I happen to know you're from Switzerland. So, and, and how, long have you, how long have you been over here? Yeah, that's the embarrassing part. So I've been in Australia for about 10, 11, 11 years. Okay. So accent is still there wow. and it won't go away. No, well, that, there's nothing wrong with that. So now Basic Bananas, uh, you've been in the small business training space now, as I mentioned, for about eight years. And I think you've seen quite a few thousand small businesses I know, go through your program. So I'm guessing that you've seen all kinds of marketing challenge in, in challenges in, in, uh, in kind of every shape and form. Yeah, and it's you know it's I think it's a really interesting topic to look at because obviously there are and I can even see the same sort of challenges across all different industries. Not just you know they most industries have the same sort of challenges, and even across different countries because we also run sessions in in the US and in Canada and of course here in Australia. So mm. it's quite interesting to see that there is quite a a uniformity when it comes to to the same sort of challenges and mistakes that people make when it comes to marketing a business. Okay, well that that is interesting because I've I mean I've, I've obviously know a fair bit about um, some of the challenges we have here, but I haven't looked too far overseas. But that's interesting that um, even when you go to the US and Canada yeah. and Europe, as you say, that you've got the okay. same challenge. So look, why don't we? Why don't we um, just spend some time looking at maybe five challenges that you see and kind of how you approach helping businesses with those challenges what, what what are some thoughts that you've got on the topic yeah let's do it so so maybe you know i'll start with the first one that comes to mind that is always kind of a a big one but it's one that gets overlooked a lot in 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 small in a small business world and that is creating a perception in the market and I, I spoke to briefly before we actually wrote because this topic is so big mm. and it's so important we wrote a whole book just about this one challenge that businesses have okay and, so explain yeah. a little more what do you mean by perception in this context so what it basically is that when you run a business and whether you're a startup or you've been in business for 10 years 20 years you need to as a business owner you need to be in charge of the perception that you're creating in the market. And basically, you need to be in charge, you need to take control of how you want other people to see you. And if you do that, you will become not only attractive to the right market, of course, you know, first step, you get to know your market, blah, 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 mm -hmm. you, but you need to become attractive to, attractive to that market, but also you need to stand out. So you need to, I always say, you need to become talk aboutable. So yes. You need to become a business that people remember for something. And what most businesses do, especially when they're quite new, they just look at what everyone else is doing 
in their industry. And then they go, oh, okay, maybe that's how I should do it. But no, that's not how you should do it. You should do it in a way that you think is reflecting your perception. And, you know, maybe a good question that I can share here that, that mm. we always tell our members to use is ask yourself, how do you want to be perceived? How do you want to be perceived? And also ask yourself, what do you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. You know, say in once, you know, 10 years or so, what do you want people to say about you? What do you want your clients to say about you? What is the one thing that you want to be known for? And maybe, you know, a good example that jumps to mind. And I used to work in advertising before running Basic Bananas. Mm-hmm. And Volvo, the car brand, used to be one of our clients. And they are really good at... Well, one of the agencies, it wasn't us because it was before my time, came up with the perception that they want to be known for safety. Mm. So you can ask pretty much anyone now and you can say, hey, what's Volvo known for? And most people in this world say safety. Sure. I'll just interrupt you. I I, I totally agree with that. And I agree that, you know, the moment you say Volvo, you think of safety. I mean, if you think of early Volvos, you think of sort of brick-shaped cars that that exactly. uh, that are built exactly. you know built like tanks but um i guess to, to somebody listening to this you know a very small business mm-hmm. they're thinking well yeah that's that's all very well and good but, but volvo did chuck a good few million dollars or euros mm-hmm. at um building that perception in the marketplace how do how do you respond to that as a yes. as a small business you know how do we get that same kind of talk aboutableness. Yeah, it's a good. Does. I love this question, and I actually get asked this question all the time about pretty much any strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you know, it's based you all these businesses, even Apple, you know, Uber, Volvo. They started somewhere. They they decided to be known for for something. If if even if Volvo, you know, didn't have if if Volvo basically didn't have chosen a perception. They could have chucked those millions, billions of dollars at their marketing. They wouldn't be where they are now, basically. Yep. But for small businesses, I can give you maybe the example of even Basic Bananas. So Basic Bananas, our businesses, it's a small business. We have a team of about 20 uh, people. And so it's quite small. Now, we are known for fun. So the one thing that we are known for, we have, we pick actually three things. We pick fun, we pick integrity, and we also pick simplification, simplicity. And so even though we are small, we are, we are known for that on a small scale. So our clients that matter, so the people that matter to us, not the whole world, but the people that matter to us, the, the, the small businesses we work with, they know that and they can see that when they see our marketing pieces. So that, that sort of perception that you choose is really the basis of your marketing. Okay. And you know, okay. Look, I think that's a, that's a great point. And clearly, if you're, if you're standing behind a business that has a name, Basic Bananas, you know, you're going to have to have a bit of fun in there somewhere. So okay. you're, you know, delightfully, you're flagging that to us right from the, right from the get-go. But so let's, uh, I'm going I'm to move us on. So let's say that, yes, first point is perception. How do you want to be perceived? How do you want to position yourself? How do you want the world to see you? So let's say we've kind of got that in mind. We're not yes, yet necessarily what concern that maybe we haven't got a massive marketing budget like Volvo and others. But where do we go to next then? Let's say we've got our perception, we've got our idea. What are we going to do as our next step? Yeah, and the, you know, the next thing you need to do is is two things. You need to so you've got that perception. You know, okay, we want to be known for professionalism, or we want to be known for the best customer service. You pick that. Okay. Then now you need to. 
differentiate two things. You need to differentiate and you also need to amplify. What do I mean by that? So mm. now you need to find ways how you can stand out, how you can do things a little bit differently and how you can also amplify that perception. So you don't just pick a thing like say, say like fun or, or charismatic or, or what, which even conservative. You don't just pick that and then that's it. Now right. you have to amplify that through everything that you're doing. Okay. So the, what you mean by that, I'm guessing amplify is, is get that message out there is, is, is get, is let the world know this is what your position or this is what your perception is. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like what most people do is they shout it from the rooftop. They go, okay. we are so awesome. We are so funny. And that's not how that's, that's okay. really bad marketing. So how you can do it is, do you want me to tell them? what? Yeah, <laughs> you bet I do. Carry on. <laughs> you bet. Um, what do you do is you find all the touch points in your business. Okay. And we usually have a, a bit of a structure where we say, what are all the touch points in your business before they even start working with you? So emails, phone calls, website, social media, walk-ins, if you have a physical premises, sure. yep. then what are all the touch points while you're providing a service or um, a product? Could be your packaging, the delivery of a product, uh, your meeting spaces. And then what are all the touch points after Hmm. which is usually what nobody has touch points after, but you should have touch points after they work with you, so your follow-up touch points. So you make a list of all those touch points. You might just, have 10. Okay, I'm just going to slow you down there because there's some really great points you're mentioning there. So it's so so sort of common that we, when we think about touch points, we think about sort of the transactional touch points, you know, what's going on when we're actually working with someone. But what you're saying is, no, 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 think before that. Where do people come into exactly. contact with you way before they're into any kind of transaction or engagement with you? Exactly. Um, then it's during that engagement and then it's finally after that. So you'll follow up what you do after you've delivered whatever it is you're delivering. Okay, I've got, I've exactly. got you. Sorry, exactly. keep going. And now, yeah, try and slow me down, Robert. I, I talk okay. so fast. I love talking fast, <laughs> especially with that accent on top of it. It gets interesting. Um, so <laughs> I get really passionate about it. That's okay. And so now you take the, you have all the touch points, and now you take the perception that you want to portray. So it might be, let's go back with the funny. Yep. And, and I can give you, actually, let me give you an, exa an example. Okay. So we, we work with a mechanic and he went through this exercise and he decided, okay, I want to be known for honest, honesty. And I also want to be a bit funny and quirky because he is that. He is very charismatic. Yep. So one of his touch points, for example, are his invoices. Mm -hmm. Now, how can he add a little bit of that perception of funniness and honesty to his invoice? So I, what don't, he does, I don't know, but I'm dying to hear. So yeah, on. it's very quirky the way yeah. he does it. So what he does is he lists all the items. So he would have, you know, new tires, blah, 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 500 bucks, something else, 200 bucks. And then the third or whatever item says, hugs from a mechanic, free. Okay, so nice. it's just okay. a little bit, you know, adding a little bit, but he could also add a joke to his yep. invoice or he could do, he could give more value. Another one, I'm going to give you another funny one. This is one of my favorite ones. I, I'm just going to, I'm just, while you're doing that, I'm just going to wipe out the image of, of my mechanic <laughs> hugging me, which is not what well, I'd be looking for. Wait, but... because I'm going to give you another image that oh, okay. you probably want to wipe out even harder. <laughs> so a good question to ask yourself when you have to amplify and differentiate is what's a frustration in your market? Okay. And so if I'm, let's say I'm a plumber, mm -hmm. what's a frustration in that market? So I, but let's say, no, let's just say I'm me, but I want to work with a plumber. 
Yep. What's frustrating about working with a plumber? Okay, are you are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Okay, well, uh, are they going to turn up on time? Are they going to exactly. make a mess of my house? Are they going exactly. to be nice to my wife and I'm not here? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. exactly. Usually the, I have two that I'm going to share now. The sure. turning up late is a big one. Yep. And the other one that you want to probably wipe your, the image straight after I say it is the bum cracks. Oh, we don't really want to see all these bum cracks in right. the house unless they're really good bum cracks. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so you can wipe that now. Yeah, I'm, and so, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so what this business did, this plumber, he he figured out, okay, these are the frustrations and I want to be seen as the the you know the most professional guy and also the most customer service driven guy. Yep. So what he did is he had a guarantee for the lateness. So if any of his team members come late or he comes late to the job, he you get fifty bucks. Okay. Even if it's one minute late. And it's the best marketing. If the mm. guy comes one minute late, gives me fifty bucks. What am I going to do? I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to put it on a selfie on Facebook. Hey, look, I yeah. just, you know, got given $50 by my plumber. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing he does about the bum cracks is he basically on his website, just to add a bit of, of quirk to his, to his mm. business, he says, we guarantee there is never going to show any. Okay. Bum. Okay. Okay. I got it. <laughs> I know where you are. Okay. All right. So I'm going to keep moving this on. So that's, that's terrific. So that's how to, and I do get that, you know, this is normally stuff that you deliver in, in a lengthier course, not normally during a sort of 30-minute podcast interview. But so we've um, talked about perception. We've talked about then differentiating and amplification and doing that by looking at your touch points before, during and after. Nice. Okay, so where to now? Number three. So another one would be to, this is going to sound controversial, but I'll elaborate. Well, to get Everything you've said media. so far has oh. been, so carry on. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, so no. the third one is get off social media. Okay. Get off social media. But what I mean is this. What, this is one of the biggest challenges that I see small businesses struggle with because there are so many channels available. You know, there's, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, yep. there's Pinterest, there's Snapchat, there's all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, where do I start? I have these five channels and nothing is working and I'm trying everything and blah. So usually what I say, just pick one or two channels okay and do it really 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 well now all right so you're not saying totally get off but you're saying yeah, kind of yeah. wipe the slate clean exactly. be careful where you go and focus on one or two yeah. don't spread yourself then yeah i kind yeah. of just said that just to you know get someone's attention yeah get okay yeah i don't mean that social media is amazing right. for, for small business marketing sure. but how do you pick the two or or one or two or three channels how do you even know which channels to use well you figure that out by figuring out where your your dream clients, your ideal clients are hanging out. Sure. And it's actually really funny because I personally really don't like Twitter. I don't really use it. It's just for me, it, for my personal profile under my personal name, Francisca Easily, it's automated. I don't like it. Right. Now, for Basic Bananas, we didn't use Twitter actively for a while. And then suddenly we figured out that a lot of our workshop attendees, people that come to our blast of workshops around the world, they are on Twitter, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. They are tweeting about these sessions. So we had to be there. So one of our team members who is managing the social channels, she is now on Twitter. But that's how we found out that we actually should be really actively using Twitter, for example. Okay. All right. So that, that's nice and clear also. So that's, again, understanding who your ideal clients are, looking at where they're spending their time. That's when to focus. But also what I'm hearing there is that even though you may start 
um, ignoring one of the social channels, still keep an eye on it just to make sure that that's not where some of your customers are turning. Because all these channels are also evolving and changing and, you know, the um, popularity is shifting in, uh, all the time, isn't it? So exactly. it's, a, it's kind of a, a moving beast. Okay, point four. And the next one would be that you really want to combine online and offline marketing. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing more and more businesses are getting talked into just doing online because there are so many, you know, so-called online experts out there and they promise you the magic pill and uh, make millions in your underpants sort of mm -hmm. um, scenario. But for, for proper businesses that are really doing a good job, they are doing both online and offline marketing. And you can, you know, if you look at, at any sort of larger business, even Google, I mean, Google is an online business. Mm. Google is one of the largest online businesses. They use offline marketing. Mm, so if you, so, yeah, sometimes when you open a magazine or you, I've even be, uh, um, been, what is the word, you know, got, got mail in the, with oh, the postman. Yes, it's called yeah. mail. It's called postage. It's called mail, isn't yes. it? The postman, yes. yeah, he's still around. It's called postage. Yes. And that is actually, you know, talking about, for example, because people are wondering now, well, what is offline? You know, what's an mm. offline strategy? One of my favorite strategies to use offline is actually direct mail. Yeah. So stuff that comes with that postman. Mm. Totally. I totally agree with you because it's it's such a, a resource that's kind of being underutilized these days. And therein obviously lies an opportunity to stand out because exactly. not many people are using it. Okay, exactly. I love that. So combine online with offline and presumably as you do with your business, events as well. Networking is must be a key part of that. Networking. Another one also is which I think you guys are doing such an amazing job at is collaborating. So finding people to collaborate with and i always say the future of business and small business and entrepreneurship is in collaborations hmm. so going to these events and, and meeting people and collaborating with each other partnerships strategic partnerships are one of the best and fastest ways to to grow a business okay fantastic uh, i think we're up to number five francisca yeah so another one and maybe i throw in one more we'll see how we go with oh, time. But this one is a quick one <laughs> this one is a quick one okay I love this is one of my favorite ones and that is simplification mm -hmm. again we look at so many businesses every day we we have businesses coming through the door here and one of the biggest things that I'm obviously seeing is overwhelm so small businesses are overwhelmed it it's totally justified totally. and then you look at what they're doing and they're just over complicating there's a really good quote by I think it was Confucius and he said something like, oh, I'm out of quote, doesn't come to me, but it's something about, the, that was a good suspense, wasn't it? Good build up. It was yeah. something about that the human beings are really good at complicating things. Mm. He says it obviously in a much more eloquent oh. sort of way. Okay, now that's fine. Well, that's your version. We'll, that'll yeah. go down in Let's... prosperity as being Francisca's quote. Now. <laughs> no, I would have to think a little bit harder to make it sound a little bit more attractive. But basically, businesses are overcomplicating how they're running, but also sometimes the, what they're offering. Sometimes you look at a business and one of the, the best ways to start simplifying is look at all the products and services that you're selling and look at everything that is not making money or you really don't like delivering yep. that product <clears throat> or service or it's not adding value, get rid of it. Mm. And same with your marketing strategies. Try. I mean, you, you really do have to try most things. It's like eating food, you know, you want to try most things, but then you say, oh, I really don't like this. You stop eating it. And it's the same with marketing strategies. You, you really want to try 
most things that make sense for you if your market is hanging out there. But then you just get rid of things that yeah. don't work and you focus on the key strategies that work for your business. I guess it's that sort of classic 80-20 thing, isn't it? Is, is, totally. As businesses, we have to know uh, what is working in our business. And uh, as long as we're on top of that, then it becomes easier to say, okay, well, look, that's bringing me a little bit of revenue, but it's nowhere near as easy to deliver as this or it's not as fun to deliver as this or not as profitable to deliver as this. And as businesses, that's what we need to constantly monitor, isn't it? And I agree with you. I think too often we try to be all things to all people um, and end up with a bit of a shopping list of um, products Absolutely. or services that's um, possibly not the best way to Yeah, go. and I've seen so many businesses that started with a big shopping list and suddenly they have only one or two things that they're selling and they're now getting known hmm. for, they're becoming known for these one or two things. They're building a perception around being known for that one or two item or, or product that they're or service that they're selling there's that perception word again yeah okay. I, I, I snuck it in <laughs> yeah funny that uh now you have you really got a bonus number six or i, I got so many bonuses but i might just give you one just more give just, us one more Come on. just because i think that one i can i can see a lot of businesses are wasting time and money because they're not doing this okay. and what they need to be doing is they need to lower the barrier of entry, so the barrier of getting to be known. So what most businesses do, this is usually what, what happens normally, is they go straight, I call it hunting too, they go straight for the sale. So give me you know, $5,000 and I give you this. Mm-hmm. Now that's a really high barrier of entry if I don't know someone. That's a little bit risky. Now some people will just jump in because some different, they're People have different buying behaviors. Sure. And, and I guess it obviously yeah. depends what you're selling. If it's, it does. You know, if it's brain surgery that I need, you know, exactly. just tell me where to sign the check. Yeah, okay, exactly. I've got you. But so you're saying that a number of businesses, though, position the, the first sort of interaction at too high a price. So what's the, yes. what's the solution to that? So the majority of businesses really need to focus on an enabling their prospects to get to know them on a really sort of low risk level. So that could be via social media, by sharing some good stuff or, or by teaching something for free or okay. by using a, a vi- it doesn't work for every business, but it could be a video course or it could be just, you know, a checklist or something really to build up that trust. And then you ask yourself, okay, what's something it needs to always be valuable. So what's something really valuable that I could share? And it's also the next question. Actually, the first question is always, how can I add value? Does this add value? If it doesn't add value, then don't do it. But if it adds value, what could it be? And then once the person is checking out maybe your video sequence or your video course, then what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? So you basically make it easy for people to get to know you, build a relationship with them, and then some people will be ready to give you the 100 grand and some people might need a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, okay, that's a great that's a great sort of closing point. So it's you, you know you're talking there really about just get, making as you say the barrier to entry a lot lower so there's less friction, there's less decision making on behalf of the potential client to actually begin some meaningful interaction with you. So and I like like the idea it could be videos, it could be you know presumably ebooks or samples or free sessions as you mentioned so that's great well look um francesca thank you so much and as, as you I, I can tell the um the fun aspects of your business is, is alive and very well 
Um, so <laughs> thank you for joining us. And I'm trying desperately not to think about the mechanic or the plumber uh, for a little while. But um, I know, and Sorry it's um, that. that's right. There's, uh, I know that you've, uh, as you mentioned right at the beginning, that um, Christo, your partner, and yourself have been working for I think three or four or five years on your latest book that's coming out very soon. And not surprisingly, it's called Perceptions. And I know if we want to find out some more about that and learn more about the way that you guys work, um, just head to basicbananas.com and there will be links to Perceptions and they can find out more about what you do and what Christo does. And um, and that's great. So look, thank you so much for joining us. What we, um, what we may do is get you back again sometime in the future because I get the sense that um, I could have got you to carry on for another five or six hours, or seven. So hours, we'll, yeah. All right, we'll do that all night. Yeah. All right. Well, Francisco, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing your time with the Flying Solo community. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for all the work that you're doing in the social, in the small business community, I was going to say. Okay, thanks. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 